0: listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 48. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this Unfilled information packed podcast. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. And well, I can't pass up the opportunity to share a kind of funny dad joke that I heard the other day. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. Why should you never pick a fight with Santa Claus? Because he has a black belt. (laughs) All right. So. As we head into the final stretch of the year, with all the expectations and preparations for the holidays, it's also getting to that time of year when you're probably thinking about your goals for 2021, right? You're seeing, you're going to start seeing a lot of the new year, new me stuff. And really, this is also known as your New Year's resolutions. If one of your goals is to shed some extra pounds after the holidays, rather than focusing on loss, right, like ways to lose weight, how about we focus on gain instead? Something like boosting your metabolism. And the reason I say this is, when you see someone who doesn't struggle with weight, those folks that seem like they can eat anything they want and as much as they want, do you think their metabolism is higher than yours? Probably, right? And have you noticed that diets and other weight loss methods you've used when you were younger don't work so well now? And I would actually say for that matter, if they really worked, you would have kept the weight off as well. So besides the benefits of being able to eat without gaining weight, a higher metabolism also means having more energy and without even the benefit of caffeine. So for those of you who know me personally, you know that I love my coffee. As a matter of fact, um, I remember when my nephew was little, every time I went to go visit, you know, once a week, once every other week, I would stop by Starbucks on my way to my sister's house and pick up a coffee. And I think there was one weekend where I wasn't there, and apparently my nephew saw um, a Pete's coffee cup and he looked at it, and then he looked at my sister, his mom, and said, Is that Amy I's coffee? <laughs> That tells you how, how often he saw me with coffee, right? Anyways, so now that I've set the record straight on coffee, let's talk about the most common mistakes people are making that are actually lowering their metabolism. And if you're doing this, then, well, now you know, let's not, all right? So the first one is not eating enough. So, I know this sounds a little counterintuitive, but bear with me, okay? Let's say your body needs about 1,800 calories per day just to maintain your weight. And you go on a diet where you're creating a 1,000 calorie deficit a day. That's basically what's required for you to lose two pounds a week. And it sounds reasonable, you hear most weight loss programs and weight loss experts talk about how it's safe to lose a pound to two pounds a week. And well, again, let's be clear, when I talk about weight loss, I'm really talking about fat loss here, right? We're talking about 3,500 calories for a pound of fat. And water weight, on the other hand, is really easy to manipulate. And for those who are like just starting out on a program at the beginning of the year, if they start drinking more water, oftentimes what's happening is you're telling your body, okay, I'm going to hydrate. And so you don't need to retain this water anymore. So those first five pounds might actually be water weight, right? It's also fairly easy to manipulate that just by eating less salty food and again, drinking more water. So if you need to create a 1,000 calorie per day deficit and your body needs say 1,800 calories per day, just to maintain your weight, this means you're either only going to consume 800 calories a day on one end, right? which by the way, it's impossible to get the nutrients your body needs from food if you're doing that. You've gotta be taking supplements of some kind, okay? Or you're consuming more calories and then exercising a lot. So maybe you're consuming 2,500 calories and then burning 1,000 calories a day. Those are the two extremes. I suppose you could do some combination of that. So when we talk about burning calories, a rule of thumb is you burn about 100 calories per mile when you walk. So if you're a 180 pound person, you're burning about 100 calories. If you're a 120-pound person, then you're only burning about 65 calories per mile, right? And here, the level of intensity matters. So if you go for a brisk walk versus a leisurely stroll over the same mile, you would burn more calories with the brisk walk, or if you're going up a hill. This is all about intensity. Versus if you were running a mile, then you would wind up burning roughly 25, 26% more calories than if you were just walking the mile. Now, if you want to burn 1,000 calories, that means you would need to walk for about four hours. Who has time for that? Is that sustainable? (laughs) Right? Probably not. So because that's not sustainable, most people focus on consuming fewer calories. It's a lot easier to get there by just consuming fewer calories. Unfortunately, when we do that, we trigger a state of deprivation. And I'm not just talking about the mindset, which is clearly part of it. I'm also talking about real deprivation. So it's not just that feeling, an emotion it's also literally the sensation so just a refresher right the deal the difference between an emotion and a sensation we use the word feeling to describe both so we might say we feel sad we might also say we f- we feel hungry but hunger is actually more of a sensation. It's a message that our stomach is sending up to our brain, just like when you touch a hot stove, right? That it's, That's a message being sent to our brain. That's different from uh, an emotion, which is the result of a thought in our brain that triggers a feeling. So just just the direction, right, that we're going in. All right, so... When we talk about consuming fewer calories than our body actually needs, especially if it's a significant amount, then our body responds by conserving energy. We are hardwired for feast or famine. Because until fairly recently, that was the way we survived. So if we don't have enough calories, our body automatically looks for ways to burn fewer calories. It's automatic. You really don't have control over that, okay? So if your current metabolism requires, let's say 1800 calories a day to maintain your weight and you're only consuming 800, well, one, you really shouldn't be exercising which isn't good for you. And two, your body is actually ratcheting your metabolism down by decreasing NEAT. So NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And this is the energy that we expend for everything that we do that's not sleeping, eating, or sports like exercise. So we're talking about the energy expended for things like walking, to sit at your desk, to type, to perform yard work or gardening, or even just fidgeting, okay? So over time, if you're not exercising, it also means that you're losing muscle because muscle requires calories, and your body is trying to conserve energy. So if you're not using it, your body's like, use it or lose it. So you'll lose it. So after doing this for a few weeks, you may actually only need 1700 calories per day to maintain your weight. But mind you, if you were using this method to lose weight, then it's unsustainable, which means you'll end up going back to whatever your previous habits were, right? your old habits. So if you were maintaining your weight at roughly 1800 calories per day, guess what? You're now going to gain weight because you only need 1700. So if you go back to your old eating habits, right? And you were maintaining your weight at roughly 1800 calories a day, guess what? you're now going to gain weight because your body only needs 1,700 calories. And this is why I'm always saying, I want you to shoot for two to 300 calories per day. The reason why slow and steady wins the race here is because we don't want to trigger our body's automatic time to conserve energy switch that we have no control over. Okay, so one caveat here is that I want to also know that every person's body is different. So for example, if your body can't process half your body weight in ounces of water, which is what I'm always recommending, it would be important for you to find out why. But if you can't handle the five self-care habits that I'm always talking about, then you're more than likely the exception and not the rule, okay? And above all else, I would encourage you to listen to your body. So again, be sure you're eating enough. If you're listening to your body, I'm always talking about that hunger scale where you want to stay between a minus four and a plus four, right? So the second mistake that folks make is not eating often enough. So, especially if you're someone who often skips breakfast, right? And you're so busy you wind up skipping lunch too, which then means that by dinner time you're starving. When your body senses it doesn't have enough calories, it will try to conserve so, how does that show up? You probably also have less energy during the day. And you're probably a little cranky, right? So, when you're starving at dinner time, you're much more likely to eat pretty fast, right? Inhale the food, which means you're also much more likely to overeat. So, here's one way to think about it that I think can help, okay? Imagine if the calories. You were consuming were like tennis balls. Okay, and let's say the calories your body needs is the equivalent of 20 tennis balls a day. So, if I tossed one tennis ball to you, would you be able to catch it? Probably. Let's say, even if a tennis ball is, is um, too small, right? Let's say we, we'll use a volleyball or a beach ball, okay? So Now, what if I slowly tossed five of them to you one at a time? Again, you'd probably be able to catch them, right? Now, what if I tossed all 20 of them to you in rapid succession? It's probably much, much harder to do. Well, that's what we're doing to our bodies when we wait until we're starving, when we inhale the food. So... I know if you're wanting to lose weight, more than likely we want that quick fix, right? We want, well, or we wanna get there as fast as possible. So I also know that you are really more interested in burning fat. So unfortunately, depriving ourselves of enough calories and not eating often enough is not working with our bodies. It's working against it. So my recommendation here is I want you to do your best to match up your eating with when you're most active so that your body has the fuel it needs readily available when it's right there on hand, okay? And you noticed I talked about slowly tossing them. This is basically my way of saying, eat mindfully, right? Savor each bite. And of course, eating foods that are nutritious versus highly processed is important too. If you want a high-performance body, treat it like a high-performance car. If a high-performance car wants premium unleaded gas, would you put regular in the tank? What would happen to the engine? So the same thing is happening in our bodies, all right? The third mistake people make as far as slowing down their metabolism instead of boosting it is exercising without enough intensity. So you want to have some overload, right? Some stress, not a lot, not too much, but the body will respond to small stress by enough stress by making small adaptations, right? Our heart will get stronger if we increase the intensity level of our cardio. The heart is the muscle, okay? And one thing about muscle is it's all around specificity, right? If you do certain things, you'll strengthen certain muscles. So if you incorporate strength training into your fitness routine. It means now that you have an opportunity to regain muscle that you've lost, especially if you've been fairly sedentary, right? Muscle is also metabolically, metabolically, (laughs) that's a hard word to say, metabolically more active than fat, which means you'll end up burning more calories when you're stronger. Muscle is also denser. So a pound of muscle takes up less space than a pound of fat. And for those of you who have gone on weight loss programs and noticed that men have an easier time losing weight, well, generally speaking, they are bigger so they can eat more. And with their testosterone levels, they also have an easier time building muscle. On the other hand, women generally have less testosterone. And then with menopause, our levels drop dramatically. It's a, it winds up being something like one-sixth of what we had before menopause. So again, this makes it much harder to keep muscle and to build muscle, which then decreases our metabolism and makes it harder to lose weight, right? Especially those last few pounds. So also you got to remember that our bodies want to have some fat available just in case. So one last thing is at a cellular level, when you look at your metabolism, it's our mitochondria that drive our metabolism, Okay, it's the powerhouse inside our cells. So the more mitochondria you have in each given cell, the higher your metabolism. And when you start exercising, your body will create more mitochondria. Now, it takes about two to three weeks for your body to start really implementing changes where it's like, oh, we're doing that now, okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> right? So for those of you who are wanting to start a new exercise routine, you need to give it time. So we need to find ways to make sure that whatever you're doing is doable, that you can be consistent, that you're in this to play the long game. So if you want to shed unwanted fat, again, I want you to focus your attention and energy on creating a state of abundance right so this is why i'm talking about focusing on boosting your metabolism and not triggering states of scarcity so things like avoiding calories or certain foods and then i want you to use that beautiful brain of yours to search for ways to make things happen by asking better questions So if you're looking for a guide on your weight loss journey, I'd love to help. As a personal trainer, I can help you with your fitness program. And as a certified nutrition coach, I can help you figure out how to make sure you're eating foods that are optimal for your body. But I want you to also recognize providing information on what you do and how to do it is actually the easy part. If you already know some simple things that would help you shed unwanted fat or to create those self-care habits that make you feel better, but you're not doing them, that's really where I can help. Okay? If you think that there might be diet rules or thinking that's worked in the past, but isn't serving you now, it's not working for you now, that's where I'd love to help. Because my superpower is in helping you create the mindset where it's not just about knowing what to do, you actually take action and you take it consistently. All right, so really the difference between those who achieve their weight loss goals and fitness goals and those that continue to struggle it really is a mindset thing. It's what's going on between, you know, your ears, okay? And it comes down to three things. Becoming aware of your thoughts, understanding what you're making them mean, and then creating an interpretation that then makes it easy to take action. So if you want to get started today, even before my next coaching group starts on january 4th i want you to go to my website moxie-club.com and sign up for my free three-day course okay and if you want to be part of the next coaching group be sure that you get on the early notification list so you'll be the first to hear about the fast action bonuses that i'm including for next year all right so again just to recap to boost your metabolism I want you to ask three questions. Number one, how do I make sure I'm eating enough of the food that's nourishing to my body? Number two, how do I structure my day so I'm eating often enough? And number three, where on my daily schedule have I made time for moving my body? All right, to wrap things up, I'll leave you with this quote by Nito Cubain: Your present circumstances don't determine where you can go. They merely determine where you start. All right. Happy holidays. And until next time, take care. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com, that's M-O-X-I-E hyphen dot and sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.